Hi there, I'm Mikey. Hi, I'm Corey. And we're with the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. And we are the official podcast partners of Grand Comic Fest. Grand Comic Fest is going on in Grand Island, Nebraska, April 21st through 23rd. Dude, I'm so excited for all the celebrities that they're going to have this year. They've got a great list of celebrities this year. Oh, yeah. And you know what? We're going to get to know those celebrities right here on this show. Yes, we are. So, we want to thank you guys for joining us. Please check out Grand Comic Fest on Facebook to get all the information. Or, you can check out the show notes. Get your tickets. Meet us in Grand Island. We'll be in Podcast Alley. But right now, we're going to get to know one of these great celebrity guests. Because we got to interview them. Yes, we did. So, please enjoy this show. And we'll see you in Grand Island. Grand Comic Fest. See you guys soon. Hey there, this is Mikey with the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour, and I'm bringing you the Grand Comic Fest Guest Spotlight Series. The purpose of this series is to introduce you to some of the great celebrity guests that are going to be attending Grand Comic Fest 5, April 21st through 23rd in Grand Island, Nebraska. You can jump on Facebook, search Grand Comic Fest, and get all the information you need on how to get your tickets and all the great events that will be going on this year at Grand Comic Fest 5. So without further ado, let's meet this episode's featured celebrity guest. So uh, I am joined here by actor extraordinaire, Mark Atchison. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm fine, Mikey. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to have you on today, and uh, really looking forward to getting into this uh, very impressive uh, list of credits you have. Oh, it's great to be here, and uh, um, um, it, it probably looks bigger than it really is. <laughs> well, you know, let's, uh, let's, I guess, start at the beginning and kind of give people some background um, what what inspired you to get into showbiz? What inspired you to become an actor? Uh, that was something that I wanted to do right from the get-go. Um, right from um, junior high school. Uh, and I, uh, I got involved in the drama club, and I got doing a play, and I did this play and this part, and uh, all of a sudden, instead of people picking fights with me out back, of the uh, baseball diamond, uh, people were giving me high fives in the hallway, and uh, I figured this is a nice way to make friends, and so um, it just continued on, and uh, um, I uh, went from high school where I uh, toured Chekhov and uh, Tennessee Williams up in the Yukon, and then uh, left the Yukon to come down to uh, Vancouver to go to theater school. And uh, just kept going. So it, it's a lifelong dream that, and it's basically that you know you're, you're living it right from the, the beginning. That's awesome. Well, I, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm one of those fortunate few that uh, figured out what he wanted to do um, at an early age. I, I really. Uh, 
I guess movies and, and uh, TV shows were a, a big thing with me. Um, and uh, always was uh, very inspired by going to see Saturday matinees and uh, going to see big films and drive-in movies and uh, things on TV. Uh, and uh, when I went to theater school, um, um, I got a chance to really work hard. And, and, and uh, my first 10 years uh, from theater school and after that was all stage. Uh, worked on stage and and uh, performed a lot of different shows, uh, a lot of Shakespeare, a lot of uh, uh, Chekhov, uh, a lot of Tennessee Williams, a lot of plays that uh, that were popular at the time. And it wasn't until later on that I started to branch out into film and TV, and then voice work after that. And uh, and so that's sort of how that grew. Now, who would you say, or, or is there a film or uh, an actor that you would say kind of lit that, that fire in you, you know, at an early age? What, what were some of your early influences? Oh, well, I, I, I loved uh, uh, the big motion pictures. Uh, um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia with Peter O'Toole hmm. uh, really quite impressed me. And, uh, and uh, I was lucky enough uh, years and years later uh, to actually work uh, near uh, Omar Sharif on a, a film called uh, 13th Warrior. Yes. And uh, I, I, I was just in awe of the man. He was a great man. Um, Charlton Heston, uh, I was very impressed with. Um, and later on, uh, probably my favorite actor was Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, I I believe he epitomizes uh, uh, the best in what, what actors can do. But, of course, there's Jack Nicholson, and, uh, I mean, the list goes on. I was just a big fan of, of great actors and actresses, you know, Meryl Streep. Uh, all of them uh, lit a fire under me and, and made me believe that uh, the human condition and uh, a person can touch their own soul by releasing those things inside themselves. That's, that's amazing. And just the list that you, you named off there, uh, you know, that's, it's a, like a who's who of, of classic acting. Now, one thing that, that when I'm looking at your, your list of credits here, which I, I think it's a 148 credits, that's a pretty sizable resume. Uh, a lot of, of TV, uh, episodic TV that you had done, I guess, would you call it a, a bit part or a, like a, a one episode appearance? But you are in all of your, your, or a good number of your appearances. You are what I call that guy. You see him and you go, there's that guy. Oh, he was in this or he was in that. And it just, your appearance might spark a conversation with a group of friends where they jump on the internet and start looking up. Oh yeah, he was that. He was this character. He was this to where the main actor in that film, you know what he's doing. You are the one that starts the conversations. What's it like having that, I guess, kind of a, a very notable or almost iconic spot where you, you start those conversations. You kind of kickstart that. What, what are your feelings on kind of your place in, in these episodes like that? Well, I, I, um, I think it 
it all came down to just uh, blind luck. Um, I, I think a, a director told me uh, very early on, he said, Mark, you know, uh, you're going to be a character actor. That's, that's what you're going to do. And I said, is that a good thing? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a very good thing. He said, you'll do a lot of things, and they'll all be very, very different, and, uh, and you'll have a lot of fun. And uh, it was like he had a crystal ball or something like that, because uh, uh, that's what happened. I'm, I'm a lunch pail actor, you know. I, I, I do a few days here, a few days there. I've been guest star on a few things, you know, uh, and uh, run of the film on a few uh, features and stuff like that. But uh, mostly I'm just brought in for, for this thing or that thing. And, and uh, some of them are so bizarre and so different and so wild um, that even I'm amazed. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I look back and I think about the things that they did to me and the things that I did for them uh, uh, just made my head uh, uh, shake. But that was, that was the luck. And... Um, I really enjoyed doing that, and I enjoyed um, the cast of characters that I got to play in all these different uh, projects. They were all very colorful, and I had a lot of fun with each and every one of them. Now, there there are a couple of, of things that stand out here as being very iconic in, in you know, my, my childhood, my, you know, growing up uh, in the, the 70s and 80s. One of which you uh, you you had a role on the was it the trial of the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> uh, with the late great uh, Bill Bixby uh, directing, uh, uh, no less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, that's you know you when I look at this list, MacGyver. I mean, who? What? What young you know young boy didn't just love MacGyver? What was it like working on on MacGyver? Well, that was that was a, a lot of fun. We we uh, were actually doing a uh, a movie uh, a special MacGyver, uh, which followed the the episodic. Uh, it was called The Eye of Osiris, and I got to play a uh, a Middle Eastern uh, guy who was uh, fighting with a woman, uh, you know, gambling and then uh, fighting with her and. Uh, uh, I got beat up, and the, the, the funny thing is, is that um, this actress who, um, uh, she was uh, co-starred with uh, Nicolas Cage in Valley Girl, uh, Deborah Foreman, uh, she was the girl in this episode of The Eye of Osiris, and they said, okay, uh, you're going to hit Mark with this frying pan, but the frying pan bottom is all rubber, so it won't hurt him, so just go ahead and and give him a good whack there. <laughs> and so he did. Uh, and uh, I fell back, and I fell into a bunch of people, and all of a sudden I noticed there was blood everywhere. Uh, blood was, it's just like, and I thought, oh my God, I've hurt somebody. I, I, I landed on somebody awkwardly, and I hurt somebody. And they go, no, no, Mark, it's you. Apparently what happened was Deborah didn't hit me with the the bottom of the frying pan. She hit me with the side of the frying pan, <laughs> and she opened up a, a gash on my head. And so they were stapling me up uh, on the table uh, outside the, the set. And uh, um, the star, uh, MacGyver, uh, he, 
he was also the executive producer. He comes up to me and he leans down uh, and quietly says, make sure you sue the bastards. (laughs) 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 But but that was, uh, uh, that was the experience with that. I I, I just, uh, uh, Richard Dean Anderson was, was a wonderful guy. Uh, I had done a a previous episode of, of, uh, of a guy where, uh, no, on Stargate, I worked with him on Stargate as well. Uh, and he was always lots of fun, but on that, that day, he, he made me laugh very much. Yeah, and, and touching on, you know, the episodic TV, that you've done some action, you've done, like, Stargate. Uh, actually, I, I see that you have made appearances on the three longest-running sci-fi shows in the North American continent, X-Files, Stargate, and Smallville. You, you, yeah, uh, actually, uh, uh, it's five. Uh, uh, you can add to that Supernatural. Uh, I did uh, two seasons on that, and there was another uh, series that I did. Uh, I, I've done five of the of the longest running uh, um, uh, episodic uh, sci-fi shows. Uh, uh, at uh, more than one episode on, on five of them, and I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Um, uh, I guess they ran out of people to use, and so they used me twice. But, uh, <laughs> well, either either that or you made a good impression the first time. Well, Go with I, I the guess positive, I didn't yeah? think I'm doing that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I enjoyed going back, because uh, when you go back on set with people that you've worked with before, uh, all of the nerves are gone, and uh, uh, everybody treats you like your uh, family. And that they're welcoming you back, and uh, and that that's the way I got treated every time, you know, whether it was Supernatural or whether it was Smallville or whether it was Stargate or whatever it was, uh, they always treated me really, really well, and and uh, I was a lucky man. So with that, I mean, you have a, a a wide reach. A lot of times, you you know, you get a guest at at one of these conventions. And they are a sci-fi guy, or they are a horror guy. You bridge a lot of different fandoms. You've got the sci-fi, you've got the action, you've got the, the retro with the 80s TV and, and things like that you've done. You've got a, a pretty uh, impressive resume here of voiceover work. Some of the things, you know, like G.I. Joe and Transformers, um, you know, you want to speak on how did you get into the voiceover realm of, of acting? Well, uh, um, the film and TV was, was going well, and I was having a lot of fun doing that. Uh, but then uh, um, an agent at, at my agency who did voiceover work said, uh, Mark, we, we should take you out for, for uh, uh, a couple of things in cartoons. And, um, and uh, I, I did that, and I started to get uh, some work. And then um, um, by, I think it was 1996 or 97, it really started to come in. I think my first uh, uh, big uh, role was I got to play Fat Dog Mendoza, which was uh, the star of a... Uh, a cartoon series called Fat Dog Mendoza, and I did all 26 episodes. Very nice. And uh, 
I went on and did uh, uh, a, an animated version of Stargate. Uh, I did an animated version of uh, uh, Evolution. Uh, um, and I, I, I did a lot of, of, of different ones. Uh, but the one that I, I've, I got most noted for was uh, playing Lord Tyrick in My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really uh, enjoyed uh, doing that. Um, when they introduced my character, he was a very old, wizened guy that had just returned to Celestia. And uh, he, uh, he was very small and, and uh, very evil, but very, very, very small. And, uh, um, and then he would suck uh, the magic out of the ponies one by one. And then through two episodes, uh, he became this giant centaur, this huge, huge creature. Uh, and so when they auditioned me, um, I could see some great talent coming in reading for the role of Lord Tyrick. And uh, there were some guys that could have done the old wizened guy uh, better than me. And then there was some guys that could do the big centaur guy um, better than me. But um, I was the one that I guess did uh, both of them well enough so that they didn't have to hire two actors. And so... I got to play that part, and it lasted for a number of seasons. And uh, I'm doing a lot of different conventions because uh, uh, bronies are incredible, avid fans. I mean, they love My Little Pony, and they know more about my history than I ever did. <laughs> and uh, they're uh, truly uh, great, great uh, fans. I mean, I've had people paint pictures of me and send them to me. Uh, I create um, um, t-shirts and things like that, send them to me. Uh, artwork of all kinds. And um, I've traveled and, and gotten to, to go to conventions. Uh, later on this year, I'll be going to Germany and doing a convention out there uh, for the fans of My Little Pony. So it was just uh, one of those super lucky situations once again, you know. Yeah, I remember uh, the script was really, really good. He starts up and he goes, Is he friend or is he foe? Pony one. And I shall you. I have no friend. And then by the end, he goes, Prince Destroyer, we are here. <laughs> and that's the kind of... That's the kind of, uh, of of arc that I got to do with this guy, right? And and uh, it was a hoot, and I enjoyed it immensely. I really, really did. Yeah, and, and I, I have heard that you know the uh, the, the Brony uh, fandom is pretty pretty avid. And I'm I'm glad that you get to uh, to enjoy that you know that that success with them, and and that they get to show their appreciation. So that that convention that you're going to do in, in Germany really sounds like a, a good opportunity. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I've done uh, three or four conventions, uh, you know, uh, uh, but um, this one in Germany, I'm I'm looking very much forward to that. I've never gone to Europe, uh, and so uh, uh, to for a convention, and so I'm 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 looking very much forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I would uh, I, I would probably be in trouble with my co-host. He couldn't make it tonight. 
but he is a huge fan of the Transformers and of He-Man. And you have appeared in both of them. Um, namely, He-Man as, as Fisto, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, He-Man Masters of the Universe, I, I played uh, Fisto. And in um, um, Transformers, I, I was lucky enough to uh, get the role of, of uh, Unicron and also Crumplezone later on. Um, and um, I, I had uh, pretty big shoes to fill because Unicron was originally voiced by the incredible legend Orson Welles. Oh, wow. Uh, but uh, I, I gave it my best shot, and I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, he didn't say an awful lot, but when he did, he had to make the earth shake. And so he was, he was a lot of fun. Uh, Crumple Zone was a bit more uh, dumb and... and uh, uh, kind of rambunctious and crazy and stuff like that, but uh, Unicron was sort of the the uh, loyalty of of uh, Transformers. So and and very very iconic uh, roles there. Speaking of iconic roles, I I have to bring up that you got Buddy the Elf drunk in <laughs> Elf. What was it like working with with Will Ferrell? Well, this is an interesting story. Um, I never auditioned for the movie. Oh, wow. Um, I was called by my agent, and they said, Mark, uh, would, you, would you go in and, and do one line with Will Ferrell? Just one line. And I said, yeah, Will Ferrell, yeah. Yeah, I'll go and do one line. So I went to Seth and I did one line and that grew to two or three lines and then that grew to two or three scenes <laughs> and it was all ad-lib. Oh, wow. Uh, Will Ferrell and, and John Favreau just wanted to play. And so what I thought was going to be a one or a two hour day on set turned out to be 22 hours long. Oh, my God. And... Yeah, it was the very last day of shooting uh, of the whole film, so they could go as long as they wanted to, and they did. And, and to the point where uh, the very last shot they had where they were playing around with me was, you know how uh, Buddy is uh, up on uh, the table dancing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, they wanted to have a, a shot where he grabs a water main, pulls it, breaks it open, and I do a flash dance impersonation of water pouring down on me, gallons and gallons of water, and me singing a Christmas carol at the same time. Now, that never made the outtakes. Uh, I never saw any shot of that, but I know they, they took about two hours to set that up. Oh, and wow. uh, they dammed the, the whole set so that so the water wouldn't uh, flood out into the streets and stuff like that. But uh, I, I just think it's it's funny that, that uh, I was only called in for one line, and uh, and uh, they gave me all of that stuff. And the the interesting thing is is that um, the producers wanted to cut all of that. Oh. Uh, and and uh, uh, they said the reason was when I have that line where where we're at living, I go, I'm 26 years old, I got nothing to show for it. Uh, they went, nobody is going to believe that guy is 26 years old, right? <laughs> and, uh, 
And Favreau uh, fought for me. He goes, that's the joke, you guys. <laughs> that's, that's the funny part of the joke. Yeah. They can't cut that. And so um, uh, Favreau fought for me, and they kept me in it. And um, and that movie will probably be on my tombstone. Um, I, uh, I can't walk around anywhere between November and January without somebody recognizing me for that movie because they play it to death. Oh, yeah, it's always on. And uh, it's like a classic, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. it's 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 one of those films that just is timeless. And uh, I was so, so lucky to, to get into it. And then so lucky to, to have the part expanded like it did and, and, and everything. I mean, if you don't believe in luck uh, in a situation like that, then you don't believe in anything. I should have gone out and bought about three or four lottery tickets right after that happened because uh, that was one of the, that day changed uh, my career. There was there was movies that I got into, little bits here and there where I walked into the audition room and they went, "Oh, you're the guy from No, sure, yeah, okay," and I could tell they was casting me just like that, yeah, just because they had put me on Elf and. Uh, um, what a what an incredible experience! What a lucky guy! Yeah, what you're you're guy. that that guy. That's the, you know, and and a, a lot of the things I've seen you in, that that's the feeling you get. It's you're very familiar because we've seen you everywhere. And well, uh, <laughs> I, I I'm sure uh, I I have a face that is hard to forget. Uh, I've noticed, uh, uh, especially in the last few. Uh, features and movies I've done. They don't have to spend a lot of time with me in the makeup chair. Uh, I'm sort of a walking special effect with my face the way it is. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, between uh, uh, my looks and uh, the type of roles that I get to play, um, um, it's somehow uh, they're remembered a bit. And, uh, and I'm, I'm glad about that. I, I would never have been a very good extra or background performer because I don't think I would have melded into the background very well. Uh, I probably would have stood out a little bit, um, but um, I always only worked on, on speaking roles. Um, that was something that I sort of made a rule, and um, it served me well. I mean, I you go through long periods where, you know, you're not working, but Somehow, I was always able to get a few credits every single year of about 45 years. I always found work every single year for 45 years, and I'm really proud of that. And uh, um, I even have something in the can right now, and, and I'm looking forward to how it comes out and how it, it, it looks and stuff. Well, and, yeah. and I, I want to I touch on... Just a little bit of one one other genre that you got into that you're kind of prominent in, and then I do want to talk about this this uh, film that you have in the can. You, you're you've done quite a bit of of horror and psychological thriller uh, work. You were you did some work on The Crush. Um, you uh, you did a, an episode of The Masters of of Horror, and oh yeah. If if, if, if there's anything that you want to Discuss on those, or we could talk about uh, the, uh, the the brand new cherry flavor, which is a wild ride. <laughs> no, that, that was that was crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember I remember uh, auditioning for this, 
and it was the part of a uh, a zombie biker, and uh, uh, it, it said that uh, he wore sunscreen, you know, in this scene. And he didn't have any lines, only a couple of lines, you know, a couple of words or something like that. But but um, I don't usually do anything big, you know, as far as a wardrobe or anything like that, you know, when I go into audition. Uh, and there was a lot of guys, you know, like uh, big guys. And then they had tattoos and they had leather and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the one thing that I brought with me was a little jar of cold cream. And uh, just before I, I, I uh, went in, I slathered on a bunch of cold cream to make it look like I was wearing a lot of sunscreen. And then I, I went in and, and did my bit. And I thought this was going to be uh, two days, four days, maximum five days. Uh, the part of Pierre uh, was... Uh, I was in every single episode of the eight episodes of this miniseries. And um, I didn't have a lot to say, but I had really kind of funky stuff to do. In fact, uh, when they hired me, they went, uh, uh, Mark, by the way, uh, um, you're going to need to be uh, full frontal nudity in one scene. you got to be okay with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Might as well, no, right? No, really, we're, we're serious. We're, we're serious. You have to be naked, and uh, everything is going to show. I said, you guys, <laughs> I, I was uh, 63 at the time. I said, you guys, I'm 63. Why would you make me do full frontal nudity <laughs> at 63? But uh, I did remember the, the, the two leads 
seemed to script their lines for uh, the first few takes, and we had to do it over and over and over again, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I thought, you guys, you know, you guys are really good before. Uh, how come you're really bad with your lines today? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. what's the deal now? Because I spent three hours getting in and out of that pool, you know. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> that was a, a long, naked day for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had a lot of fun with the shoot. Yeah, it was, it, it was four a, months long when we did that. Four months, wow. Wow. Yeah, that was that's a that's yeah. a that's a crazy series. It's you know, there's a there's a lot oh, going wow. on there. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, I great, great uh, stars the great talent throughout and stuff like that and uh, and um I like I said I didn't have uh much to say in it, but uh, I had interesting stuff to do, you know. Uh there were feeding time, uh they put me in the center, and uh, I was, uh, I remember uh, I started uh, drooling, and, and some of the extras around me went, look at her, he's drooling, just before getting fed. Wow, that's a nice touch. That's good, yeah. <laughs> you know, these are little things that you can throw in, you know, because they have color to it, and you know you can get away with that kind of stuff, you know, and, and so uh, that's what I did, and uh and when I uh, hugged the guy with a, a rubber ducky and stuff like that, that was a lot of fun. And <laughs> and then when my friend got uh, taken away, I whimpered, you know, a little bit and stuff like that. And it was all, uh, uh, Pierre was an awful lot of fun to do. And uh, I had a great time doing it. I really did. Now, in, in researching uh, some projects that you've done, I came across a project that I... I know, it's, it, it kind of intrigued me. It's a short film called Never Broken. Oh, boy. That, I, for some reason, that kind of stuck with me. And I, I've, I've not seen it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek it out. But it just the concept of it really sounds like kind of a touching slice of life film. And you played a character called Dandy this, Andy in it. This is a, uh, a short independent film that is a gem. It's it's a, a dime, and and uh, uh, part of it is because the uh, the writer and the director and producer uh, was uh, writing about her own childhood life uh, years and years ago, so she was very connected to it, very attached to it. And then the other part of it is they cast a young girl who had never been on film before, oh, wow. never been in front of the lens before, and. Um, uh, they used her in this thing, and she was just like, I was gobsmacked when I worked with her because she was just so fluid and so cute and so authentic. And uh, I, I just had a, a couple of scenes. Uh, um, uh, somebody recommended me to, to Mary Jo uh, Dion, who's the writer, producer, director. And... Uh, and uh, uh, she remembered me from Elf. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and she called. Oh, you think you would uh, want to do it? And I, I and so they asked me. And I said, of course. Yeah, I would. I would uh, love to do it. And so far, this thing has just been killing it in the uh, in the film festivals. You know, it's won awards and it's getting screening in in, in Europe and stuff like that. And it's really, really. Uh, a, a touching, touching story about uh, a mother and a daughter who are really poor, but 
they fantasize their life like um, they just pretend that it's not it's not as bad as, as it seems. You know, I I, I call her uh, Princess Grace. You mm. know, because I treat them like royalty. I'm a homeless guy okay. named uh, Dandy Andy, yeah, but uh, um, I, I I treat them like royalty because they come and say hello to me every day, and uh, they're always really nice to me and stuff like that. And um, it was just a, an absolute. Uh, Jam um, uh, to work on and to be a part of, and there you go again. You know, it's that luck where you just go. Somebody buy this guy a lottery ticket because uh, it just keeps on happening to him. And uh, I was so lucky to get involved in that project, and so lucky uh, to be part of it. Yeah, really yeah. cool. And and I I I enjoy personally finding those little independent, you know, films that really knock it out of the park. And when I saw that and I, I looked at the website, I thought this is something that I would like to see. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that it was, you know, that touching to work on and that touching of a, a, a personal project for the, the writer. Now, I... Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this was a family thing. I mean, this was, uh, this was straight from the heart and uh, uh, real blood coursed through the veins of this show. You know, I... I I um, I've been very appreciative of all the work that I've gotten through the years, and and so I, I always try to pay it back. And so I've done a number of independent movies, right? Mm -hmm. uh, movies where I know I won't get paid, movies that I don't think uh, you know I'll probably do very well or anything like that, uh, because that's the nature of doing independence uh, is that uh, it's a long shot. But um, you want to try to help those projects, and 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 I've done that, but. This one, as soon as I started working on it, when I read it, and then when I started working on it, I thought, this one's different. This is an independent that's actually going to see the light of day. And uh, I, I know that it will. I mean, um, I, I just know that it's going to. It already has, and it will. And uh, thank you for bringing it up, because it's a great project, and it deserves the word. It really does. Now, you mentioned the, the, one, the film that you have in the can, and... I, I wanted to, to talk about this because this, again, is very intriguing. You, uh, and, I, and I hope this is the one you're talking about, the Disney film, Peter Pan and Wendy. Yes. Peter Pan and Wendy, yes. Uh, remake, uh, live action remake of, of uh, the uh, original animated. Uh, it's, um, it's special. Uh, I, I spent uh, four months uh, on it and then uh, they brought me back uh, last year for another <clears throat> week where uh, they added some scenes and added some dialogue for my character. And so I did some more stuff on it uh, last year. And it's going to be uh, streaming on Disney Plus uh, April 29th. And so I play, um, um, uh, you know, one of the crew. His name is uh, Old Clemson. Uh, but he's sort of the guy that... Uh, uh, while everything's going crazy and there's big fights and battle sequences and stuff like that, he's either drinking or he's eating or he's sleeping or he's making snide comments. He's sort of the, the jokester, like the comedy uh, uh, run of, of, uh, of the whole thing. And um, I hopefully they won't leave me on the, the editor's floor, but uh, it was uh, a lot of fun to do. And I got to really 
you know, uh, uh, play on the piratey thing, uh, you know. Uh, well, I taste like gunpowder, but he doesn't, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I had a great time uh, doing it, and uh, and um, uh, it was a, it was a, a really solid project. Uh, uh, Jude Law is uh, Captain Hook, and I had mm. a couple scenes with him. And uh, I think it's going to show really well. Uh, it, it looks really intense. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, the, the kids, uh, a la Lost Boys almost, you know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And it focuses on Peter Pan and Wendy on more of a romantic thing as a little bit older and uh, gives it that kind of uh, hard twang uh, on top of all the magical and all of the special effects and all of the ship sequences. I mean, I, I remember they had a, a remake of um, um, a galleon ship, and uh, it was the hand carving on all of the, the banisters and rails and, and the doors and everything was just incredible. And and yet uh, the bottom of the ship was all cut out, and they had this thing on hydraulics, mm. on about eight different hydraulic things, so that um, they could make it go up and down and sideways and upside down and uh, do whatever you wanted to do with this thing. And uh, it was a, a long uh, four months shooting on that, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, it was a lot of fun to do, and... Uh, and hopefully uh, you'll be able to see me in that. I, I hope that they didn't cut me out. Well, and you said that's that's coming out on the 24th of April. That will be right 29th, after we see you. 24th of April, yeah. 24th of April. Yeah. That'll be right after we 29th. see you in in, uh, in Grand yeah. Island. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, it'll uh, come out right after that. And uh, hopefully, uh, um, well, I'm, I know I'm going to have a great time in, in Grand Island. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, this will be my first convention that isn't about uh, uh, animation, so uh, okay. uh, I kind of like that. Um, and uh, um, I know that uh, um, Paul Arter uh, is going is to be a great guy to, to uh, host me, and uh, and uh, I know that uh, the fans are going to be really cool. And I've never been to Nebraska, so that's a plus. And um, and. Uh, yeah, uh, this would be cool. This would be very cool. Now, with with everything that you've done, like I, like we talked about, uh, you've you've spanned a lot of different genres. You've you know you've done the action, you've done the sci-fi, the horror. You've you've dabbled in westerns with Lonesome Dove, uh, comedy. You've done Disney movies. You know, animation. Is there a role or a genre that you haven't done that you would like to do? Well, uh, there's, there's uh, 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 certainly, uh, um, um, I mean, I'm not the, uh, the romantic uh, comedy kind of guy, although, you know, Elf uh, uh, certainly uh, uh, was uh, romantic and comedic, uh, but that, that wasn't really my role in it as far as romance goes. Uh, and I, I uh, you know, I, uh, I, I couldn't do... Um, you know, scenes with a woman or anything like that. I, I'm too old for that now, for sure. Uh, but um, when you ask the question like you did, I got to look back and I got to think, um, no, I, I I got to do just about everything that I ever wanted to do. 
you know. Um, I, I stood on the edge of a, a, a dam trying to commit suicide. I, I got hit by a crossbow and fell into a a, uh, a roaring river. I uh, I uh, had fires shooting out of my fingers on on uh, the the forty four hundred. I, I, I the list of, of neat cool things that I got to do. Um, no, I don't think I got. Uh, I missed anything, uh, and I'm real happy about that. Um, I've had a a really good career, and uh, I'm just knocking on wood now, you know, because uh, I I would like it to to continue. But I I have to be honest. I'm getting older now, and um, and uh, I'm taking time out for myself. I'm spending time with my grandson. Uh, I'm trying to keep it simple. Um, I have a, a 1964 Chevrolet Impala SS Coupe, mm. which when it gets sunny, uh, I like to go out and cruise in that because it turns a lot of heads. It's a, a beautiful and immaculate car that I, I lucked into and got, and got for myself. And, um, I just keep it simple and, uh, I enjoy, uh, when people come up to me and uh, say hello or um, want to get a picture with me or just recognize me. It uh, means a lot to me. Uh, reminds me that uh, that I wasn't invisible in this life and that uh, people do remember uh, some of the things that I did in the years. Yeah. So if, if anybody wanted to uh, to keep up with, with what you're doing, do you have, do you do the social medias or do you, uh, how, how can they how can they keep up with you? Well, I, I'm you know I'm uh, on TikTok and uh, and Instagram, but I I, I also have uh, websites up uh, which allow people to contact me if they have any questions or, or want to get hold of me or talk to me about anything. Um, MarkAtchison.com or MarkAtchison.ca, um, either one of those and. Uh, You'll get to see clips of uh, different work that I've done. You know, I'm really proud of what I did in Fargo. Um, that was just a, a couple of, of scenes, but uh, I know that uh, we uh, won three Emmy Awards for that, that uh, uh, miniseries. Hmm. Uh, best Director, Best Miniseries, and Best Casting. Uh, and and uh, uh, I, I really enjoyed playing uh, Tripoli. That was uh, the part I got to play, the, the mobster. And uh, um, I just, um, uh, if anybody wants to, to say hi to me, um, that's probably the easiest place to get a hold of me. And, uh, and uh, if anybody's out in Germany, uh, I'll be coming out there soon. And of course, all those folks in uh, Grand Isle and uh, the surrounding areas out in Nebraska, uh, here I come. <laughs> here, here he comes, and, and we're looking forward to having you. Um, is is there anything that you that you want to close with that you want to you know a message you want to give to people you know? Yeah, I, I do, Mikey. Okay. Um, I want to say thank you. Um, thank you very much. It's not often that a person gets to live out their dreams, and uh, sure, it was a it was a lot of struggle and. Um, a lot of times where you doubt yourself and 
you know, you think about the auditions that got away from you. But as the credits collect and as my, my list grew, um, all I can think of is uh, I was the luckiest guy that I know. And uh, I got to uh, do everything that I wanted to, and it's all because of people, uh, kind people that liked my work and, and showed interest and uh, like you, uh, who took the time out to say hello and, and asked me a few questions. And, and I want to say thank you. Uh, thank you is what I want to say. And that's a, a beautiful way to close, close out a great interview. And I want to thank you for, for taking time out of your day to, uh, to join us here and let the people that, uh, that will be listening to this and potentially the people that uh, will be attending the Grand Comic Fest to get to know you a little bit so that, you know, maybe they can come up and, and have a, a little bit better conversation with you, you know, a little more educated conversation. So thank you so much, Mark. Uh, very, very approachable, and, and uh, it's my pleasure. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank so, you. And it has been a pleasure having you here. So so thank you, and I'll, I'll let you get back to your uh, to whatever you have going on today. Thanks a lot, Mikey. Yep, thank, thank you, you, Mark. Thank you very much, sir. Yep, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. like to binge watch tv did you know you could binge listen to podcasts head over to electronicmediacollective.com where they have podcasts for days you like podcasts about wrestling they have that do you like podcasts about tv and film they have that do you like podcasts about horror emc has that too do you like comedy do you like books guess what they've got you covered head over to electronicmediacollective.com Pick your favorite podcast today.